Hello, and welcome to our episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. Yeah, if there was any reaction video I can say when watching this past Nintendo Indies Direct, it would be this. Emotional damage! Yeah! <laughs> That's all I gotta say, yes. Okay, I'll bite. What was that from? Uh, not doing. Emotional damage, the meme. <laughs> I really, really... From Stephen okay. E, YouTuber. Oh, I've never heard. I've never heard of that one. It's pretty fun. Sure, sure, Jan. Speaking of Jan, here's Skull Kid Scott. Hello. I wasn't too overly impressed either of the Indie Direct, or I guess not Indie Direct, Indie World. Indie World. <laughs> but I mean, it's Indies, and there's a lot on Indies when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- and also here, though I, I do have to preface this, he just came back from a funeral. It's Tellius Tyler. Yeah, the uh, the Sixers lost. Game six at home <laughs> in embarrassing fashion. I'm angry. I'm not happy about it. I'm sure, you know, hopefully this podcast cheers me up. Hearing your guys' voices is already doing the trick. Of so course. although that indie world certainly did not. That <laughs> I, I love you know me. I love the indie worlds. Yeah. That one was awful. Mm. Alright, so we honestly have a packed for- show for you today, including a massive news section. So we're going to get right into it with WHAT HAVE YOU BEEN PLAYING? <laughs> Forgive me, brothers, for I have sinned yet again. I haven't been playing much. Just always busy. I never get the time I want. <laughs> and then when I. D- well, look, I'll, I'll preface it with this. Sa- last Saturday, from about 2 to midnight, I was doing something Marvel related. All right. Ooh. So I went to watch uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It sucked. And then came home, ate pizza, and watched Moon Knight. It was good. And then I had to write a review for both. <laughs> so by the time I was done with one review, it was like 1 a.m. And I was just like, you know what? I'll just save the Moon Knight review for tomorrow, which I did. So both my reviews are up. Go and uh, witness the savagery of one and the praise for the other. And it's not the one you think I, I would have bet on when I before I watched uh, that's why you have to go watch things, ladies and gentlemen, because you never know what you're going to feel. Uh, I have been, pl- of course, playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, the, uh, they had the new banner, which was pretty interesting. The Corrupted Heroes banner. Mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm, we on mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. four? Three or four, I think? Yeah, I think roughly in the fourth one yeah, yeah, right fourth now. One. Yeah. Uh, it, good choices this time. I, I actually understand these choices this time around. Uh, even, even playing into Faye with uh, Gustav being resurrected by Hell. Uh, the person, not the place. Though technically... The place as well. Just saying. It's one L. Alright. And uh I got Saros and I got uh I think I got Ninian and then who did I summon else? Oh, There's Lilith and Gustav. Right. Lilith and Gu- I didn't get them, so that was fun. But I've been playing their forging bonds, very interesting takes on things there. That's fun. Um okay, like the Gustav one, I'm gonna spoil it right here. Gustav, who is dead. Uh, through some magical lake, because why not? Gets to talk with his still living wife, who he did not get to say goodbye to before he died. It was emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually maxed out that bond as well. Yeah, yeah. It it hurt to watch. I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be like the the goodbye spot. Like, you know, I've always loved you. Blah blah blah. And it just was like really wholesome. And this is what I love about Faye. It's like when they want to be really wholesome, they nail it. Like I'm talking this one. I'm talking uh. Uh, Sigurd, uh, Deidre, and Salif, their mm-hmm. Tempest Trials together, that was absolutely heartbreaking to watch. And, you know, some of the other ones are, are really, really good. Like, this one was, like, top-tier good. 
Um, then there was the Lilith one, where somehow they can't tell that someone's evil, even though they're glowing red. <laughs> no, seriously. If you look, if you look at the Lilith model, who's got like a nice smile and she's got you know just regular Lilith from Fire Emblem Fates, then you go evil Lilith, who is literally glowing red, has a scowl, and is insulting everyone, and no one can tell that she's evil. How? <laughs> like it, and it wasn't just one character; it was multiple ones. And like you know, something feels off with Lilith today. She's glowing red. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're supposed to be the best heroes of all the generations, and you can't tell that someone is glowing red with evil and insulting you constantly. Hello? Just stop it. Okay. Uh, also, I want to note, note my summoning luck with the last banner. All right, I, all right. I didn't. I ha I did my usual thing where I get the 40 summons and I, I summon the free character. I didn't get the banner care a banner character until the literally two summons before the 40 and Oof. yet i got plenty of five stars it was just none of the five stars from the banner i was getting all kinds of five stars that i already had before and i'm like wait a minute why am i summoning these five stars now when i need the actual five stars and i was already full of my barracks so i had to keep like going back and you know sending people home and whatnot and just like come on i finally got saros right at the end and i was like finally so Oh, uh, oh, also, as predicted, Titania did not win the... Uh, mm, mm. Jagan won. No, Frederick won. Frederick, Frederick won. Frederick, Frederick. Like, won, which really? I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it, and that was the thing. The final was Frederick versus Jagan. I'm like, first of all, Titania is better than both of them by a large margin. Second of all, <laughs> Ingrid is better than both yes, of them by a, wide, by a large margin. That's what made me most upset. <laughs> I know. It's like, I never... I cannot understand Tempest Rush, because you think... You would know who was going to win, but because of the the scale, uh, the multipliers, the multipliers, they just totally break everything. And so the characters that should win don't, and the characters that shouldn't win do. I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And granted, I mean, Head Gunther was definitely like is the one that brought back the fire in the but of course, a lot of people like Frederick as a unit himself. I mean, he was oh, strong. Unity's fine, but I'm just saying, like Titania and Ingrid alone. Were better than everyone could put together, and of course they put those two against one another. That's yeah. bias, <laughs> bias. So. But I will not make a promise to you all that I will play something this weekend because at this point in time, I ch I just can't make promises anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, we as as we stated from before, we currently are in a drought period, yeah. and like there's really nothing much except going back into the backlog. So, and yeah, just to go and uh, compliment with you as well, like it's fairly late for me as well. For me, uh, with the Fey luck, I mean, up to my 25th summon, uh, I the only thing I got was um, uh, Lilith, uh, corrupt Lilith. So I I still want to actually try to get maybe probably Spark Rhea, but we still have uh, it is a 30 day banner, so who knows what going to be next at the end of the month roughly give or take so ho hold off save on your, on your order before anything else and all that mm. so yeah on that and yeah it's just really been nothing else like personally for me i've just been going back to ring fair just well Actually, this past Mother's Day, it was a Mother's Day thing, so yeah, didn't really do much on Ring Fit, unfortunately, so yeah. But uh, yeah, just more or less been going back to Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, just to get some matches in, just getting ready for that uh, that uh, pending uh, Roback uh, Netcode yeah, Net update, which supposedly in the summer, but who knows when. So, but it, it has just it just have been quiet, honestly. And unless you're playing like Nintendo Switch Sports, which I haven't bought, 
it's just until it's just right now await till um Smart Strikers League. So yeah, until June tenth. So by the way. Yeah. Yep, by yep, the yep, way. yep. Yep, few days, few days left, few days left. So yeah, overall for me, it is also late as well on my side. All right, Skull Kid. <clears throat> so this week has been actually interesting. I well, I finished Naruto Ultimate Ninja Impact, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and I've been playing the Ayuden Chronicles Rising, which is a kickstarted game. Well, part of the kickstarted game, not the actual kickstarted game from Five Hundred Five Games. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> um. So that was fun. I'm glad it was on Game Pass. Um, let's see. Otherwise, I haven't really doing too much gaming wise. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> lazy. That and just life. That and life too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lazy. I just have busy doing work things. Right. All right. Fine, Tyler. I know you. You're still in the morning, but please join us in conversation. So I have also not been playing much on the Nintendo front due to the drought, um, so I won't talk for too, too long. However, I have been playing Elden Ring, and I need I just, I just need to get some stuff off my chest. Oh boy, here we go. Game. Wait, about the Elden fact, Ring or the Sixers? The Elden Ring. The <laughs> okay. Elden, yeah, 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 both, though, both. I, was, I did not pick up the sarcasm there because I would seriously go on a Sixers. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, Elden Ring. The fact that this game is going to win Game of the Year is just disgusting. It's a disgusting thing because it's not it's not a bad game. In fact, I think I think it's actually an amazing game. I understand why there are people who love from software games. However, when people tell you these games are hard, they don't mean like, "Oh, this game is hard like the difficulty is really high." What they mean is this game, it will go. It is built to frustrate you. It is built to to make you die thousands of times, and it will never help you. It does not it has no interest in helping you get better. It goes by the school of hard knocks, but to such an extreme that it is one of the most infuriating things I have ever played in my life. And yesterday. I thought I was going to start this podcast by saying there's a new least favorite game that I've ever played. It's <laughs> Xenoblade wow. Chronicles 2 once held that spot. I know. I oh, swear, I know. I swear I almost snapped the disc yesterday. I was just fighting this boss. Its name is Margaret the Fellow. <laughs> it's on this bridge, right? So I don't know. I guess you guys all know how. Dark Souls plays, right? Like you I'm aware of Mark Yeah. Click yeah. the triggers to attack. The enemies are really hard. This guy, ha- like, he just is constantly attacking you at all times. And, like, I just did not understand how to beat him. And I just kept fighting for hours. And I could have gone back and leveled up. And I could have gotten summons to cheese it. But I really wanted to fight him the right way. So I just, I kept playing and playing and playing and dying and dying and dying until eventually I was like, that's it. I'm going to look this up on YouTube. I'm going to watch somebody fight this guy. And the first video that I found was somebody who, like, really understood Dark Souls Elden Ring. The guy was an incredible teacher because he kind of explained to you, like, he, like this guy doesn't look like he has any openings, but he really does. And, like, here's where they are. And I, I like, after watching his video... I went and played the boss again. It took me three tries. I beat him. Like, no problem. And to me, that proved something. It proved to me that 
the game and it was so fun to beat him it was like i was so proud i was so happy that i did it but this game elden ring and and other FromSoft games they don't need an easy mode what they need is like a training mode have you ever played guitar hero and like yeah. in guitar hero if you go to practice a song right there's always like that tough guitar solo that you have to play and you can just practice the solo over and over and over if elden ring had that where i could go to a room and summon an enemy or summon a boss and like have them use the same attack over and over and over until i learned how to dodge it and then i piece that together in the actual fight to beat the boss on the actual battlefield it would be a thousand times better of a game because it would teach you how to play it it would teach you how to win i wouldn't have to go to a youtube guide from somebody who already understands how these games are played and to me that is the disconnect it's the get good crowd they've already come over that hurdle maybe they're like me maybe they went on to youtube and watched people play like maybe they like they studied this maybe they're just smarter than me and figured it out on their own but not everybody can do that. The game needs to help you. The game needs to encourage you. And this game constantly it, it tries to discourage you. It, it's a game that knows you're going to die a thousand times and punishes you for dying by taking away every bit, all of your money. You lose all of your money when you die, and money does everything in the game. Everything. It, it upgrades your weapons. It, it lets you level up. It lets you buy stuff, obviously. Every single thing in the game is run on money. And if you die, which this game wants you to die, it knows you will die hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of times. And it still punishes you for dying. It's like it is so it's, – it's just poor game design on that front. And it drives wow. me – it drives me insane. <laughs> however, however, that being said, I can't stop playing it. I can't. <laughs> I keep going back because the, the rush feels of, good. Yeah, <laughs> the rush of finally beating the boss feels incredible. It feels incredible. And I just wish that the game would give you a chance to learn how to play it. You know, if the game taught you how to play it, it would be so much more fun than it is. And ah, I just when people say get good. They're kind of right, but they're also missing the point because the game doesn't help you get good. Like, you, I could have died to Margaret like 300 times. Before I watched the video, I'd have never learned anything because the boss is so big. I can't see its moves. I can't see where it's open. It, it, uh, it's just, it's, it's infuriating. I, I don't know if I'll ever actually beat it, but I'm going to keep playing it. Soldiering on. I do just, I hope that I can get to the point where I can diagnose these guys by myself and figure out how to beat them. But, in the meantime, I just gotta I gotta play with a guide or whatever. I don't know. It's been infuriating. Well, like if anything else, you should consult our local from software expert, which is our boss, Cooper Keith. Yes. He would help clearly help you with these things. He would. I actually and... was going to message him. <laughs> and yeah, like I, I can probably understand, like especially for a newcomer, like the, how they can easily get into this game, but. Arguably, because I, for me, I personally got into into the Souls games a little bit with Bloodborne, and Bloodborne is much more tougher, in my opinion. And yeah, with with Elden Ring, like arguably, it's definitely the more accessible one, surprisingly enough. And of course, like I, I think you also did the tutorial, uh, that the tutorial pit, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So if if anything, then yeah, like. That, that's the thing about this game, but like pretty much everyone more or less calls it the Dark Souls Breath of the Wild. Like you yeah. really are not not locked it to that one boss. I mean, there are no, there are parts yeah, you where you can backtrack and all that good stuff. But I didn't want to be over leveled. Like I want 
you can cheese things for sure. Like younger brother, if, if I did a magic build, I could I would have a far easier time because you can stay away and stay safe and and spam basically. But I do feel like that true experience and like Dark Souls fans kind of like the community talks about this all the time. Like don't use summons, don't use magic. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah, a yeah. thing in that community and. People look at it as pretentious, but I actually think that those people are onto something because the game is different and it is more fun when you're like this tiny ant and you're cackling these gods because you're so quick and you know the dodge timings and all that stuff. But you're right. Like it is cool that you can leave, search around, do other things. Like there are basic things to enjoy in the game. But even the basic like wandering around, like Sometimes you just like get hit by somebody behind you on a horse and you die in one shot. Oh, for like, sure, I, for sure, for sure. I didn't see that coming, and then you have to run all the way back and get all your, you know, all your stuff again. It, Breath of the Wild is a hundred times better than Elden Ring. It's, it's not close. <laughs> okay, I, I need to pause right here and say the following: <clears throat> the views of Tyler Kelbaugh do not necessarily represent all the views of any podcast. For those who want to complain about Tyler Kelbaugh, please go to his Twitter at Tyler Kelbaugh ninety four. Yeah, please. But also, <laughs> don't think Elden Ring. You, you never played Elden Ring, but Breath oh, I'm of never the Wild. going to. Yeah. But so you don't agree with it? You would say Elden Ring is probably better than Breath of the Wild. Uh, did I say that? I, I can't say that if I've never you just played said the it, game. You just said that the podcast does not. Because uh, I, I know that the there's going to be people. True. But that's true because I uh, will clearly has one opinion. Coop, Coop Keith would have another. I don't know what Scott's opinion yeah. is. So I was just making the joke because you were saying, you know, oh, it's overrated. Oh, Breath of the Wild is better. I wish this was actually yeah. good game design. Like, you were tripping, like, all the trigger warnings for these oh, diehards. Oh, I was. Why yes, you were. Oh, you but, were. But I need, I, I, want, I need the boys with me in solidarity, you know? No, like, I, I will support. I, I'm not denying your opinion. I'm just saying that I want to make it clear that. We've never actually had a talk about Elden Ring before, not in like yeah, the, not in the way that you have. So your opinion is the only one that we've heard. <laughs> so I want to make it clear that yeah, as of right yeah. now, that I have no opinion. I will not judge this game. I will not play this game. You, just, you would hate it. I, I, I probably you would. would hate it. I yeah. I <laughs> I have never been the kind of guy who, uh, to use your phrase, to who likes the get good games. Yeah. And I, they're like, wait a minute, but like Smash Brothers. And like, okay, yeah, that is a get good game on online because you're facing people who sometimes are like pro players or Tyler. And, uh, you know, you want you want to get better so you can beat them. But that's that's like a personal drive. You know, I it's want... a different thing. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be good so that I can rock with this character or be good with all the characters no matter who I play. That's a fighting game kind of drive versus Elden Ring, which is you have to get good in order to beat these bosses who are insanely powerful and kill you one shot and you have to dodge roll to infinity and beyond. I've never been a fan of those kinds of games, like, ever. And I've never played a Dark Souls game, and I have no interest in them. I know a lot of you out there do like these games because they sell millions of copies, and Elden Ring sold, like, what was it, like, 20 million in a month? Yeah, 13 yeah. million in a month. And, you know, and completely overshadowed Horizon Forbidden West. Thanks a lot, Elden Ring. Jerk. So, <laughs> like, you know it's true. You want to talk about cursed games? Look at Horizon. The first one came out right after Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and the second one came out just before Elden Ring. I watched my younger brother play a lot of Horizon, and I just think I'm out. I think I'm out on Horizon. Like, I know they both got good reviews. Great reviews. Yeah, it just, I don't know. They looked so linear, and the combat looked like it was kind of, like, just takes forever. Like, again, after playing Breath of the Wild, an open-world game needs to, like, really do something for me to really do something for me. And that's fine. Yeah. And that's why I'm enforcing, once again, my rule 
it's okay to have an opinion that is different from everybody else's. As long as you don't try and force it down someone's throat. You play a game, you like it. You play a game, you don't like it. You play a game, you're met on it. All is fine. As long as you don't try and convince people that they're idiots for thinking otherwise. <laughs> we, all, we all know people who do that. And that applies to movies and television shows. Hashtag Snyder Cut. Moving on. And <laughs> How to sneak that in. How to sneak that in. All right. We honestly do need to move on because we have a ton of news. Because apparently... Nintendo finally heard me, because over the last few weeks, we've been kind of struggling to find good news topics to talk about. Not this week! No! We're going to be talking for a while. So, it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, we actually have a follow-up on something we talked about last week, which was the Mario Strikers overview trailer. Um, it came out in Japanese last week and somehow took a week to come to English. I'm just saying. And it basically confirmed a lot that we could see on uh, in the Japanese trailers, such as there are new techniques that you can use, including the team tackle maneuver, where you can throw yourself into a teammate to give them a boost forward for offense, for defense, or anything in between. That's uh, a new feature. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that, I love that. That's a really clever idea. It really is. Um, the roster has also been fully revealed. Sorry, Tyler, no Daisy. Uh, maybe as a oh. wait, are Go. they saying it's actually this is it for real? I think so. Like they they showed a, a trailer full of the roster and it, and I think it was like ten characters. And it... I would be shocked if that was it. There's got to be unlockable. Maybe. All about that DLC or DLC. <laughs> yeah, DLC. Uh, um, if but, they do DLC to add in Daisy, though, that will be like Nintendo has done some annoying DLC stuff. That true. would be up there. <laughs> like true. Daisy should be day one. Come on, we'll see. Uh, but each character has their own stats that you can use to build up your playstyle. Then the armor will help accentuate that in various ways. Um, then you have the hyper strike moves, which are like the anime style shots that you can do. You get two points if you get make them to the goal. Then there's the ba- the actual club play where you can make a club of up to 20 players and if you are the club owner you get to design the uniforms you get to pick which arena you use as your home field and then the spliced arenas you often see in the trailer are from uh, two different teams fighting and online so that's how it's all going to look so it has a nice little stylized feel to it all um it looks like this is going to be a, a very fun game when when it comes out what do you guys think mm, yeah like overall is that's really shaping out to be the promised game, uh, the next one after a Nintendo Switch Sports. And just, like, the, the one thing I am a little bit in the is indeed the character roster size currently right now, which is only at 10. Yeah. And there, there was a bit of the meme image like, oh, Daisy's in Smash Bros., but not Waluigi. Well, it's jokes on you, Waluigi's in this game and no Daisy. So, I don't know, maybe the word balancing out itself that way, I don't know. But, yeah, like, if anything else, Nintendo, I there's no doubt about it, Nintendo's going to do DLC practices again with this one, and that that's the only thing I'm slightly worried because again they've done it with again with uh, Mario Golf, uh, t- Tennis Aces, yeah. they they they, they have to the going trend right now, and yeah, with um, Strikers League, I mean yes, it's made from next double games, but it, it just seems to be repeating that pattern again, which here he, again I, I hope I hope I hope I hope that. They actually have with some decent solid content updates aside from like yeah add, add more characters like uh, yeah bring daisy bring those fan favorites and all that yeah but overall it is promising i will get it but at the same time i am have to keep that caution like if they're repeating the same mistakes again yeah. 
Tyler? Uh, I'm extremely excited. It's going to be the only thing that I enjoy um, in the next three months after the misery <laughs> of Sixers season ending. I wish it came out now because I need badly. <laughs> the pick-me-up of Mario Strikers. Yeah. I need the pick-me-up of Mario Strikers. It, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm definitely concerned about the roster size and things like that. I, 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 Nintendo, with their sports games, have been doing way too much release and then patch later. And it seems like, sadly, Strikers might be following that. But honestly, after such a long wait for this game, it, it's going to be worth it. All right, and again, that's on June 10th. So get get your uh, soccer game ready. Or football, if you are so inclined. <laughs> I don't know why I did the accent, but it's not, maybe you sound you know, sophisticated, which is a very rare thing. Moving on. Uh, we have the thing that a certain couple of people were talking about. Indie World! Apparently wasn't that good. No, was it? Uh, yeah like uh, it, it was well i think you said scott and just this all the titles like i don't know it, i'm not, not about there's definitely the, the audience there and of course it's indie so don't expect big triple a titles you may find some hidden gems here and noted there were some gems like with um the souls born crab game once one person one crab's trash yeah i think that was the title i forgot but yeah like that that was that was, that was okay again crabs the souls like and have switch out sh- shows as, as your defense i mean that that was a nice little touch and all that i'll, I'll give it that much but the rest of it all is just like uh it, it, maybe it's just not for me, like, but personally, it just didn't reconnect for me. I mean, not everybody likes indie games. <clears throat> I was really liking. I mean, there's probably only two that I'm really looking forward to. One that I've already like looked into before, which was the uh, Curse to Golf game, and mm-hmm. the other one that was demonstrated now, or I guess during the indie world, which was the Gunbrella game from Devolver yes. Digital. That one looks really good. That one looks awesome. That was, but then it comes out 2023. Like that's <laughs> we got a while. Why was that in this indie showcase? We're gonna get another one before 2023. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I mean, listen. Every indie world showcase does have a few games that I'm like, oh, that one looked pretty good, and and Gunbrella was one of them. I thought. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's already out in other systems. Like, but I thought that one looked reasonable. The the. Weird thing is, like, they always have one game to, sh- like, at the end of the indie world, almost always, right? It was Eastward back in September, and that game was, like, a really uh, quality game, big hit. Um, this one, they didn't even have, like, a, and here's one more thing. You know, it was just, like, the 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 sizzle reel, I guess, of, like, the already announced ones and the smaller ones. Yeah, that big compilation trailer thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was, it was over. I was like, oh, man, like, there's, I, you also, like... We've talked about this before, too. Uh, the indie world all do have a similar feeling, right? Indie games, they are they can be a little tropey where you like you see so many games. Like, what was the Obels? The uh, farming simulator game that they kicked the show Oblets, off yeah, with? Oblets, yeah, yeah, Oblets. Oblets. yeah, yeah. That game, like, we've seen a thousand games like that. Like, I think of, like, Slime Rancher. It's like, I guess it's a little different, but still, like... All sorts of, all sorts of uh, Stardew Valley, like, spinoffs. And it... They, the presentations can become a little cliche, I think, and this one really became cliche. It just felt like like it, there was nothing really cool or unique. It was all just those indie tropes that you've seen time and time again. And it, it does make you wonder if they didn't really have anything, you know, why did they do it? But I guess they just felt they needed to have one, so... Food for thought next time, Nintendo. Probably contracts. Contracts. <laughs> yeah, contracts. Contracts. And they yeah. want to get 
I'm happy for the the develop. I mean, you know, the developers want their games to be showcased, right? Of so I'm glad. I, I don't blame Nintendo for putting on this event. I don't blame the developers necessarily either. It was just, I don't know. It was it was unfortunate, and it seems like a lot of people shared our opinions on this. I saw a ton of Nintendo YouTubers kind of out there saying uh, that was uh, very disappointing. So uh, yeah, I feel like probably their weakest indie showcase. Next one will be better for sure. So, all right, next up something for me, anime fans. Yes, me, <laughs> me anime. Well, not you anime. We all know what you anime means. We talk, of course, about Pokemon, because Pokemon actually got a set of announcements in terms of its anime. Uh, the first one is that later this year, we are getting the, I'm going to, it's the third iteration of Pokemon Journeys here in the West, which is Pokemon Ultimate Journeys. Sure, Jan. Like, seriously, just, they should have just kept it Pokemon Journeys. For the record, in Japan, it's only called one thing. It's only called Pokemon Journeys. And then, yeah, in the West, they keep like updating it and changing it and it was fine originally but then it's just like you can stop anytime now please we just like adding unnecessary titles <laughs> yeah yeah and like and it was one thing was master journeys which is oddly close to master quest which is a classic uh, johto anime yes. but <laughs> then it's like no now we must go ultimate journeys it's the ultimate Oh, sure, Jan. Uh, and so, like, they're continuing. Like, that's going to be later this year. So I'm pretty sure they were still going to get one more of Master Journeys. And then we'll have the three-month wait. And then Ultimate Journey. I just want to keep saying it like that. Ultimate Journeys. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, now, the, uh, the bigger news for me is that if you recall Ash's Journey. Ash's Journey and Pokemon Journeys. Uh, Ash's Quest arc, whatever you want to call it. He's trying to be in the top of the World Coronation Tournament. And that means him getting into the Master Class, which is the top eight trainers from across the eight regions that we currently know of. Which really raises the question of what happens when we go to the ninth region in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But I will let that pass. Uh, we got the revelation of who is going to be the Master Class in the anime. And dear God, God, this is a fan favorite lineup. I love it so much. Here's what we got. We got Lance, like the Lance, Elite Four nice. Lance. We got uh, Elaine from the uh, Pokemon Mega Evolution arc. Really good trainer. <laughs> He's the one who beat Ash in the Kalos, uh, in the Ash in the Kalos region. We got a uh, Diantha, who is the champion of the Kalos region. We got Ash. You might know him. We got Leon, no. obviously. <laughs> we got Cynthia, absolute boss. We got Steven, also absolute boss, and Iris. So that's a stack that's a stacked masterclass. I'm just saying. And I actually actually when I actually like broke it down, I realized that the only region that's not technically represented here is Johto. Because mm-hmm. but but Lance actually represents both, because he was Elite Four in the original games and then champion in Jot in uh, Gold and Silver. Plus, his Pokemon is, is the Red Gyarados, which is, of course, tied to uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. So, no one knows how this is going to play out, but given these epic trainers, I am very, very excited. And, and for the love of God, people, stop complaining about Iris being in this final eight. All right, Ash beat Iris in a previous episode, so everyone's like, oh, we're never going to see her again. Okay, she can still fight, all right? She's still a champion. She just beat everybody else, so stop just it. Just because you lose one fight doesn't mean you're a worse trainer ever. Otherwise, Ash would uh, not Thank be you. ever a master. Thank <laughs> you. And, and just in Pokemon Journeys, he lost to B 
once, and he then it went on a losing streak, so he kept his rank kept going down. So what did he do? He doubled down and he started winning again. That's how the series works. Deal with it. Glasses. Moving on. So I'm excited for that. And literally, just just the art, okay? Just the art of the masterclass is just like this is what gets me excited about anime at times gonna make a will joke but i will not so i shall move on uh we now we have arguably the biggest news of the week the sales news because nintendo didn't just drop the news of the last uh quarter q4 2021 they dropped news of the entire financial year did not expect that so let's start off with the basics the nintendo switch as of right now oh sorry as of march uh 31st 2022 is at 107 million units sold. It uh it did meet its sales goal of the financial year, but next year it's going to have a decrease in projections because of the global chip crisis, which even Shintaro Furukawa noted he doesn't expect to uh, change at any point soon. So, which lines up with what's going on with Sony and Xbox as well. Uh, but just over the last financial year, which is uh, March to March, it, they sold 23 million Switch units, with 25% of those being the Switch OLED. So, <laughs> which I'm proud of, because that means that this was at least a worthy gamble for them to, you know, put out a slightly better Switch. Slightly. Slightly. So, take that as you will. Next up, we have the gaming news. I want to start with the biggest one. Pokemon, because we just talked about Pokemon, so we're going to talk about Pokemon again. All right. If you recall, in the last financial year, March to March, they had a ton of Pokemon games out available for you to buy. From November to March, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl sold 14.65 million units, which makes them the highest selling remakes of all time for the Pokemon franchise. Not bad for Gen 4. <laughs> Not bad at all. Okay. <laughs> But now we can top that because the other big Pokemon game that released in the last financial year was Pokemon Legends Arceus, which sold 5 million within its first week. It's now sold over over 12 million in its first three months. It's technically less than three months because it came out late January. So technically it's more like two months. So 12 million in two months for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh-huh. So if you add that together, we're at about 27 million, but we're not done. Because you might remember that there are other Pokemon games out there for the Switch, including Sword and Shield, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and New Pokemon Snap. And between them, they all sold about 8 million, which means in the course of one financial year, Pokemon as a software franchise for the Switch sold over 35 million software units. Damn, ding, 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 ding. That is a good number. That's a very good number. <laughs> say pop quiz what is pokemon number 35 35 alakazam no darn that would be uh pokemon has been in the news lately sorry uh the answer is clefairy obviously okay (laughs) well i i need to do better with my random pokemon trivia i'm sorry it's all right I I, i had to put you on the spot i'm the host it's what i do but seriously like that is just insane I mean, it was one thing when I heard about, you know, Diamond and Pearl doing great and Arceus doing incredible. But then when you add up the numbers with all, all the other games with Snap and uh, Sword and Shield, which is continuing to sell well despite it being a couple years old now, and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, 35 million combined? Like, what? There, That's one year across 
what was it like six, seven games technically? Like Jeez. that's incredible. There are franchises who haven't reached thirty-five million in their lifetimes, and that Pokemon did that in a year. <laughs> it's just again one. It's Pokemon, and just like how much it has an impact over the world. Just like yeah. thirty-five million is in yeah. a year. Yes, it's just that that is mighty impressive. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, and then, and then you got to I was gonna make a joke, but I'll rather be serious for a second. Then you got to figure in Scarlet and Violet when that comes out potentially in November. Building off the momentum of those last two games. Woo. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna be gonna be hits. Mm. It's gonna be huge some hits. huge hits. Yeah. <laughs> if if they get if they get the critical backing along with looking as good as that first trailer kind of showed to us, I'd be stunned if they didn't get like say seven million in its first week. Like build again. I build, doubt that they'll. Sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking, like building off of what we got with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Arceus. You know, Arceus selling five million in a week was incredible, given that it was a big risk at the time. But now building off of all of that and expanding, because we know that Violet, Scarlet and Violet are going to expand off what Arceus did. So that might even get a lot more day one buys. Now you may go to Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm curious as to whether they'll sell better than Sword and Shield. And I kind of think that they won't, just because Sword and Shield were the first Pokemon games on, you know, first, outside of Let's Go, first new console <laughs> generation. yeah. yeah. 3D, the first you know major 3D mainline title. Yeah, I see yes. what you're saying. Yes, it, it, I, I'm just guessing right now because we don't know enough. We still don't know how it's really going to feel and play because they keep saying you know open world more than Arceus, and that's a lofty goal. And this one's gonna, this one's will be the course of the more traditional Pokemon style battle more than likely. So there's a lot of questions, and hopefully we'll get those answers soon. But yeah, that's incredible. But that's not all the sales news, all right? Because how about Kirby and the Forgotten Land? Yeah, you almost forgot about that one, didn't you? I predicted that it's already sold a couple million, and I was right. Because just in its first two weeks, it sold 2.1 million, making it, (sighs) yeah, major game for Kirby. And given that it's already been another almost month and a half since the end of March, that I it's got to be over 3 million, if not closer to 4 by now. Um Metroid Dread is officially at around 3 million units sold, which has officially made it the best-selling Metroid game of all time. Woot! Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports has apparently done so well that even the president, Shintoro Furukawa, was praising it. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild continues to sell well. Same with Mario Kart. And Nintendo, they just killed it. All right? Like, they they apparently had I, I can't remember what the exact article said but they sold more software units in like a year than certain consoles did in like a lifetime or something like that i don't know if i, I don't think i read that right but they had an absolutely impressive re, a year of sales for their system despite it being still in the pandemic still with delays and everything else and risks and whatnot they still sold a lot of consoles and they sold a heck of a lot of software mm, right even with the chip shortages for switch uh, which again like I think it's probably good that the Switch released it way earlier than the competitors, and now with the software, just like, yeah, it speaks for itself. Like, all these numbers, and even with the current world situation as it is, it didn't stop them, so that's just, it's just impressive overall. Absolutely. Could you imagine if they had launched in, like, 2019? Like, yeah, I know. Think of, like, I think of, like, oh, this nothing could possibly go wrong. Chip shortages, pandemic. Yeah, oh, that would, that would, that might have ended them. That might have ended them, but thankfully it was two years prior. Then now they've got a 107 million uh, switch units and growing. So 
Very impressive. Now, you might be wondering, well, what about the upcoming games? Do we have anything on that? Yes and no. Nintendo did reiterate that several of their titles that they are shooting for for 2022 are still planned for this year, which includes Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and a little game you might know called Bayonetta 3. They specifically said that Bayonetta 3 is still planned for 2022 <laughs> release date. So please calm down. Okay. So, calm down, dang it. Looking at Will. Uh, but now on the bad side of things, we have rabbits. All right. Because we still have not heard anything from rabbits since last E3. Uh, Ubisoft did do a small update and they said that the plan is to release uh, uh, rabbits Sparks of Hope somewhere between now and the end of the financial year. You know, as in 2023. So we might be waiting for that one a little bit longer. <laughs> but given the year we already have, that might not be so bad. It's yeah. like, yeah, I kind of like expected this because, again, with the recent news of many games being delayed, like today at time recording, like, uh, yeah, Bethesda announced their games being uh, yeah. posted to next year. So, yeah, take a time. And, of course, with the whole legal world as it is right now, yeah, I think it's best to take the time with your games these days, yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I the, the Bethesda news. Yeah, we're delaying Starfield. And everyone's like, wait a minute, does this mean that Elder Scrolls is delayed? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's it's um. like, I, like I said, Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2, Kingdom Hearts 4. You know, they're all going to come together in like 2030. Big year for gaming. Totally. <laughs> Biggest year, you yeah. mean. <laughs> and if we get one more delay for Breath of the Wild 2, I'm totally going to put it in that list. <laughs> I'm warning you, Anuma. I am on. I am on the edge. I am right next to Tyler on his cliff with the 76ers. I'm on mine with Breath of the Wild too. We'll just go off together, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll jump if you jump. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, again, Bayonetta three, at least for now, is still confirmed 2022. So that's huge. I I hope that if we do get a Nintendo Direct next month, which is not confirmed as of yet. Uh, we will get an update on that, but Nintendo is positive. And they, again, reiterated their uh, release dates for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Battle League and Three Hopes and uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and Splatoon. They've got, we still got a very packed lineup coming out. In fact, I, I saw a tweet about it. One sec. Uh, no, no, not that one. I also tweet about Live Alive today. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, box art. It was a, it's like seven heroes. Which one do you play with first? I don't know. It's like, how dare you ask me to make decisions like this? Come on, man. Don't have the game yet. <laughs> yeah, come on. Have some, have some, have some class. Okay, I can't find it, but it doesn't matter. But we still got a ton of games coming out in 2022. Plus, I, I still bet that they've got at least one or two up their sleeves to, you know, surprise us when the time comes. So, be 100%. ready. Yeah, hundred percent. Be ready for that. All right. Uh. Okay, this one's for Tyler because we need to cheer him up. There is a rumor. I gotta say it's clearly Tyler. This is a rumor. There is a rumor that Sonic Team is working on a 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game. Sonic Team is working on it? Sonic Team, yes. I know. <laughs> I know. Trust I the just... process, Tyler. Trust the process. Uh, so... <laughs> God damn you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Sonic Team's thing concerns me because... You you had Christian Whitehead and his crew headcanon. The Sonic Mania team put out the best Sonic game ever. 
And the Sonic team, they did Sonic 4 Episode 1, they did Sonic 4 Episode 2. Those games, I think they get like a slightly bad rap, but they were by no means good. And to hear that Sonic Team's at it again, unless they got Christian Whitehead to be like, here's how you program the game. This is how Sonic should feel. I would rather them just get to the table, work out a deal with his team, and let them develop it. But I am excited. Listen, it's Sonic, the Renaissance. Maybe I'm being too negative. It's it's possible (laughs) that this is great. I'll be excited when I see it. (laughs) Well, like James... Too skeptical. (laughs) well like james cameron you gotta have faith you just gotta have faith like with avatar 2 yeah Yeah, or or like that one great movie said faith alfred faith (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring that one yeah well will will started it so you can blame him this time he did yes he did look there's this rap i think i mentioned it on the podcast before but there was this rap that a guy named cam said he did it was sonic versus goku and one of Goku's best lines was, it may take 10 episodes to power up my strength, but it takes 19 10 years to make a decent game. And, <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, burned. Dude. That's burned. And we still have no idea how Frontiers is going to look or be. So, you know, that's, that's, that's still very true for the moment. I'm, I want to, I want to believe. Uh, X-Files. I, I want to have hope for this because there are so many people. Like, Tyler, just like two episodes ago, you were begging for Sonic Mania 2. You know, like you want that more than anything, and I'm not going to deny you that. I'm like I, that would be that would be good. And if they were to just go back, and the rumor said that they were trying to go back to the style of like Sonic Rush and uh, Sonic Advance, you know that that kind of 2D feel. Yes. But at 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 some point in time, you're going to stop believing. <laughs> it's like there's you you it's. I, uh, let me think of a good example. I, I, I don't want to insult Tyler by mentioning the Sixers. Um, gods, I don't know. Like, like, uh, imagine you're cooking a meal, and you want to try and match your mother's recipe, but for whatever reason, you just can't get it right. So you try it the first time. Okay, I, I, I didn't get it right this time. I'll do better the next time. You, then you do it again. Then you do it again. Then you do it again. Then you do it again, and you still don't get it right. At some point, you're going to stop cooking it and just beg your mom to make it for you. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> which is actually how I get most of my meals, and I'm, well, I have a gut. Anyway, I, I, <laughs> if you're a quitter, yeah, if you're a quitter. <laughs> well, that's the problem. That's the problem. Sonic Sonic Team doesn't quit. Like they're 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 the best anti quitters. They won't quit, but for all the wrong reasons. They have the faith that they're gonna get it right and make the fans happy, and yet they almost never do. That's, they still haven't yeah. brought yeah, Showgarden no, right. back, which is the easy solution to all their problems. I, th- I thought no, Showgarden no, was a fancy of that. An early 2000s Newground style Sonic character maker. What if we did uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. We've always seen Sonic Forces as it is. Come no, on, we don't need a fan fiction. That's, that's the okay. joke. <laughs> okay, I got a bold idea for you. And, I, and this is the one I, I honestly made. I feel that part of the problem right now is that Sonic Team as a whole is so rooted in their ways in terms of, oh, we have to keep changing things up. We got to, you know, we got to make Sonic a werewolf or we got to give him a sword or we got to give Shadow a gun, you know, that kind of thing. That they're like, they can't One see. One of those wasn't all that bad. <laughs> please say, don't, please don't say it was Shadow. Please. Oh, no, not Shadow. It was, okay. it was Sonic Unleashed. I actually like that one. Fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I think they're just so rooted in their ways that they just don't. They just don't get it, okay? So my idea is bring in a just an entirely new team. Make them part of Sonic Team. Make them a satellite team for Sonic Team. 
you know, which which Nintendo has done with some of their franchises in the past with very good results. Give them the franchise and say, we want you to make a 2D Sonic game. Do your best. And I would hope that with that new vision, they go, okay, what do the players actually want? They want the, like, you know, uh, Sonic CD. They want Sonic and Knuckles. They want, you know, Sonic 1 and 2 style, or mainly 2 style. You know, they want to feel like Sonic again. And then they can run with that. Or like Sonic Mania. Just say, like, well, well, Sonic Mania did good. Why don't we just try and emulate what that did? Let me do that again with, you know, oh, the oh, team. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just do that. Exactly. Hire the Sonic Mania people. I don't care. But Sonic Team right now is just so rooted in their ways that they're... Even Tyler's losing faith. Like, that's your best insult. Tyler's a Sonic guy, if you didn't know. And he's even he's losing faith in Sonic Team. Get some new I, eyes on I will on say it. I have faith in Frontiers. <laughs> Which I don't really have faith in Frontiers, but I... <laughs> it's like, more than I, zero. I, yeah. It's more yeah. than zero. Did, did, did you catch how he said that, Scott? He went, I have faith in Frontiers. And they go, no, I don't really have faith in Frontiers. It's like... It's, it's, it's not, it's, he doesn't have... He yeah. does not not have faith. Yeah. I don't, right. It's like, I don't not not like you, you know? <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you asked me, do I think it's going to be good or not good, I yeah. would be like... I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, like that. Tyler's Tyler's that Tyler's that kid in class where he gets handed a note by a girl that says, "Do you like me? Yes or no?" And he makes a third uh, box says, "Maybe?" Question mark. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the yes question mark is the one. Yeah. It's like, eh? <laughs> I mean, I, I could do, I could do worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but though that also reminds me, I w- really wish that they'd bring either back like a port or another version of the old Sonic Battle game because that was actually really I, fun. Sonic Battle Game Boy Advance was my jam. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler, I highly recommend you watch uh, Death Battle Cast a, a few episodes back. They ranked every single Sonic game, and like, and they went legit. And Ben Singer is a big Sonic fan like you, so I'm very curious to see how your opinions rate on their list. They gave Sonic Battle like a C ranking, and I'm like, no. No, that's, no. That's I know, bad. right? It deserves better team. than a C. Yeah, they were yeah. like, they were like, they just like copied this game. I'm like, no, it was basically Sonic X. Did you not watch that show? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I love that. And I like Sonic X, but um, one of the best theme songs around. So, there's your hope, Tyler. Let's hold, let's hold on to that hope until the fourth quarter ends. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll let Will take this one because this last piece of news is about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. So, yes, this past week, we had just had the Monster Hunter Rise uh, Sunbreak uh, Direct event. And basically, there has been a lot of news regarding to the new monsters, as well as the new the poster, po- the flagship monster, which is the Malzino. So, the Malzino, basically, if you can tell already, is basically based off on the vampire motif and basically shows off, like, what, how it powers up via basically sucking the blood of the life force of different monsters and if it's actually drains the life force of the hunter it even becomes even more powerful which and they introduce the new um effect of the blood blight so basically a lot a lot more information on the new monsters as well as a returning monster of the segrios or as many people like to call him as steve basically is the flagship monster of monster hunter 4 ultimate so yes Wait. he is returning back hold on did you yep. just say the guy's nickname is steve yeah, a lot, a, a, the, the official name is Segrios, but all, all, if, all Monster Hunter fans basically call him Steve. Yes. Okay, I just want to hear that conversation. Okay, this is like, this is the Dread Dragon, this is the Elder Dragon, this is Steve. 
<laughs> uh, for for the reference, it's basically like the Segrios was basically uh, before they uh, formally uh, showed off Segrios uh, in the game. Uh, the one of the I believe the developer says like we'll just call him Steve, and all, all the Monster fans just basically went with that. Yes, so that that's the, that's the the running joke there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, just Google it. Just Google it, and. Okay. Um, yeah, some from Segrius, and we also get uh, two more subspecies of our uh, current monsters, which is the uh, I'm not gonna say it, the, the Somal Cat for basically turn ice, as well as the Almarjon, basically, if you remember, is the mud uh, dragon, but now he's now using with magma, so yes, much more different uh, variations on that, as well as different new uh, attack patterns for cu- current monsters once you hit the high ranks. But even more better is now there's even much more customization, including the special. Uh, Skill switch, yeah, like now you can actually switch skills on the fly in battle, so it just basically pull up a lot of more insane combos with your particular weapon. So I can't wait to see how players would do that. And even more better is like now they're introducing a yeah, I yeah partner quest, which now you actually can't. This is only available on single player, but you actually can now hunt, do quests with npcs this time around which is the first time to be done in a monster hunter if i recall correctly now now you can actually like take uh, your npcs any favorite npcs that you enjoy which in the story uh, alongside hunts they will help you here they will write write monsters to help you in battle they place traps so basically it seems to be like very competent ai npc partners with you so in case you don't want to go full online then at least on single player you are you will have that assistance with these uh partners partners to, to assist you in battle so overall it is just basically a lot of good updates good monsters and even for returning monsters but the only thing for any monster on the fan i think some people can relate is like uh capcom if you're listening to this can you please bring back the gore magala please that that is one of my more, more favorite monsters but uh, that's what I hope for. So yeah, please bring back the Gormagala Capcom. Uh, yes, yes, I'm a Monster Hunter fan. So yes, I'm. I'm <laughs> the other three is not. Don't get what I'm saying. So yes, but overall, th- this is just a lot of information. Very much more exciting, better than the Indie Direct, in my opinion. And yeah, I, honestly, I just can't wait for this expansion to come out. Uh, get here sooner, which is not not too long. Is at the end of end of June. Yeah, June twentieth, if I recall correctly. So yeah, overall, a lot of good news. A lot of good news. I'm still thinking about Steve. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm Steve. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a dragon. Nice to meet you. Uh, hope you don't mind. Gonna, I'm going to kill you now. Uh, oh, that that sword looks pointy. Hope you don't try and stop me with it. Going for a bit of Korg there from the Ragnarok. Oh, that was a bad character. Moving on. Finally, we have our main event. Uh, as you all know, or hopefully know, the Nintendo Wii U. And 3DS eShops are going to be ending soon. Do we? What's the exact date? Was that next year? Uh, it's next year technically, but at, at, in ten days' time, at time of recording, uh, you won't be able to uh, add a uh, credit card payment methods to your Wii or 3DS. Ah, uh, you can still do it via Switch. You can still do it via Switch or via online, but you cannot do it via those two, two systems. Yeah, huh. late March 2023 is when they're officially shutting down. Yeah, but in 10 days, you're going to have a little bit harder time getting the games. So we decided to help you get ready for your last-minute payments or whatever, or to inspire you to do some payments before it gets harder to buy the games. We are going to tell you the best Wii U and 3DS games to get 
digitally. As we enter the Temple of Time. All right, so I'll let you guys choose. Do we want to do 3DS first, or do we want to do Wii U first? I mean, we got a lot of a big library, so I think 3DS would probably be a good way to start it. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the 3DS definitely has a bigger library. And a yeah, I think library. the 3DS is the one I have the bigger number on. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so we'll do one at a time. Uh, what games should you get, if you haven't already, for the Nintendo 3DS? I will go first, and we'll just go down the line. I'm going to start off with Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. All right, this was one. This was the this was the Zelda title for the 3DS outside of you know Ocarina of Time 3D, and this one was honestly I felt better. This was kind of like the spiritual sequel to uh, A Link to the Past. It had the fun uh, portrait mechanic. We had Low Rule. We had Yaga. We had you know Princess. Uh, what was her name? Yuta. Um, dang it. I don't remember, but uh, we had this was just a really fun twist on everything, and sometimes the handheld Zelda games don't get as much love because they're not as grand as like Ocarina of Time. But never forget that some of the best ones are the handhelds, like Ages, like Seasons, and like A Link Between Worlds. And so there's a lot of fun in here. Um, the the graphics honestly really make it pop, especially as you do you know you're you're warping into the walls, and it's just a lot of fun. And this game this you want to feel old? This game is almost 10 years old. <laughs> ah! That's horrifying. It really, really is. Oh, Princess Hilda. There we go. Princess Hilda. And there's just a lot of cool story moments and gameplay moments. And you're going to have a lot of fun playing with this one. So, oh, and this is the one where you actually uh, can go to other uh, castles at a, at a certain pace or scheme. Like, you have a a, a shop you can go to that we later find out is the underworld version of Link, whose name is Ravio, and he can give you items for a fee, and then you can just pay for them all later. So it's kind of like a precursor to what we would get with Breath of the Wild. So definitely check out this game. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good one. That That is definitely in my top five favorite Zelda games ever. And when I first played it, I thought it might be number one. Like, that game is really, really good, and it... It does feel like it gets slept on a little bit. It, yeah. it really shouldn't. Yeah. All right, Will, what's your first pick for the 3DS? My first pick for the 3DS, like, if anything else, I think everyone should more or less get this game in their library. And it, this was pretty much my first game to get it. And even though it was, was so long ago in its early life cycle, I was still usually have it in the library. And that is Fire Emblem Awakening. That GAT game is just, like... Like, obviously, I pay on competitive with my cohorts in regards to Fire Emblem, but when I even, even for casual, when I first tried to Fire Emblem Awakening, it was just, it, it was an experience. It was an experience. I mean, sure, definitely dated in, in current, especially with the later entries, of course, but Fire Emblem Awakening is definitely the game that's really, like, set a tone for Fire Emblem, like... When I first remember playing again with the storyline, and of course, like the the weapon degradation system and all that, like sure, it was definitely something to get used to. But at the same time, it was just, you know that Fire Emblem Awakening was something special. Like 
as we said many times over prior, like again, this was the game that was like last hurrah. If it if it made it, it made it. If it didn't, it would be it. And thankfully, it, like the future <laughs> history, and that now is just continuing to be one of the best series uh, for Nintendo. And Final Awakening, I don't know. It, it just feels something very special to me. Like even as the casual as, as I am in Final Emblem, it's just like even playing it here and there. And of course, now I need to get all the DLCs before the eShop <laughs> closes down. Very is yeah, like now I have to go get all the DLCs for Fates, for Echoes. It's like, now I'm scrambling to get all these DLCs before it shuts down. And that's like, I don't know. I know Echoes has that season pass for like 40 bucks. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm just like, okay, I need to get that full experience, including like that whole, um, that, that time skip DLC, the true ending, the, like the alternate timelines, all, all those crazy stories. I, I need, I now need to to get before it I, I won't be able to access them again so fire on working i think is a clear one you should get if you don't have a hard copy then by all means get a digital copy you just gotta have it yeah also fire Emblem awakening can truly be defined as the fire Emblem game where it became a waifu simulator <laughs> <laughs> tell me i'm wrong tell I, me i'm wrong i'm not there you go <laughs> you said it not me <laughs> oh, oh you were thinking it will uh all right scott have a yeah what's your first pick for 3ds so my first pick is one that I think it's super overlooked because of the fan base not necessarily correlating with the type of game it is. But I really, really love this game. I think a lot of people should at least give it a try is Dragon Ball Fusions. Oh, really? that one, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So I think it's a really fun game. It has a lot of different like mechanics. And the reason why it doesn't, I think it's overlooked a lot is because people who are usually Dragon Ball fans like fighters. This is not a fighters game. This this is kind of like a mix of like an RPG versus just like a playing a tactical game and i really like just the way that it plays and there's a lot of like variety in terms of how you can make your character how you can fuse it with different characters in the game and there's just a lot of different team builds you can have and it's just a lot of fun i think and just like seeing how they do it and it's just fun <laughs> okay i, I thought you had the deep cuts guy yeah i, I like that because I, I've never, I've never played that. I've never seen it. And like, like my my next pick will be one that everybody's heard. So yeah, I like that. I like that you go with the deep cuts because those are the ones that I think years from now, when people look at their collections, they'll be like, oh man, that's a cool one that I have. Yeah, I think it's definitely one that gets overlooked a lot of, by people because it's like people who aren't Dragon Ball fans don't care about it because it's a Dragon Ball game. People who do kind of overlook it because it's not the fighting game, which is the like extreme Butoden series that they have on the on the 3DS as well, which is more acclaimed to them. But I really like Dragon Ball Fusions because it tried to do something new and do something different in the Dragon Ball world, which, by the way, is not something that get that gets happened a lot. Always has yeah, to be yeah, another fighter, point. another arena fighter, another arena fighter, and another arena fighter. Yeah. yeah. So no, I appreciate the deep cuts. All right, Tyler, how about you? What's your first pick for the 3DS? So I would say. Samus Returns is a game that people... Metroid Samus Returns wasn't necessarily overlooked, but it did come out late in the 3DS's lifetime. And after um, Metroid Dread and its success, I think that a lot of people would be surprised at how much they enjoyed Samus Returns. Yeah, uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's a really good game, and I I never beat it, but it was very fun. I think I just got, I was just kind of done with my 3DS when it came out, you know? Um, but it didn't set the groundwork for a lot of what worked so well in Dread. That counter move, for example, um, 
and it just all around is a really solid Metroid game that not a lot of people got to play. Uh, and I think that you really should, especially if you enjoy Dread, you'll definitely enjoy Returns. Um, the 3DS has a deep library filled with a lot of games, but a couple of those games late in its life got very overlooked. If you've never played Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, you gotta play that on the 3DS as well. There's a ton of, of really quality games that came out late in its life, and Samus Returns is one of the biggest. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, that one was the game that allowed Mercury Steam to really get the faith of Nintendo so that they could make Dread, which again is now the best-selling Metroid game of all time. So, yeah. Def- if, you, if you can play it, and you know, especially if you can beat it, please, by all means. Alright, back up to me. And there are, I just want to make it clear, there's a lot of 3DS games that you can get. For sure, for sure. There's a ton. We could, I'm literally just scrolling, I literally just typed in best-selling 3DS games, and there are so many, I'm like, oh yeah, that was there, and that was there, and that was there, that was there. <laughs> um, but in the spirit of deep cuts, I'm going to do one that is very much like me, and yet you, you might not remember that this game came out on the 3DS. I'm talking about Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. <laughs> Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There's your deep cut. All right. <laughs> There's a crossover. Yeah, because in the era of the DS, Phoenix Wright and Professor Layton were two basically rivals of puzzle games and detective stories, um, duking it out for fan love and favor. In fact, Professor Layton was actually based loosely off of Phoenix Wright, but with his moral center turned up to perfection. That's why he's actually been called a Mary Sue, because he has no flaws. Um but then they finally put them together, and the game is surprisingly deep. It has arguably one of the deepest stories of both franchises, which is saying something. Um, basically, Phoenix Wright, Maya, Professor Layton, and Luke are taken into a magical fantasy land where there's a witch, there's a, uh, a storyteller that knows the future, um, and if a certain bell rings, everybody dies. Like, legit. So what's going on in here? What what does it all mean? And how do these characters interact with each other? It's a really fun game. And it was one that I was not... I was kind of surprised by how much I liked it. I think I actually reviewed it either on this side or another one I did. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It was just that good. So if you're a fan of either of these franchises, definitely dive in. There's court cases. There's the classic Professor Layton puzzle mysteries. There's really great animated sequences. And by the end, you'll be like, oh, that's how it all works out. So there's there's definitely some surprises in here for you to go enjoy. So if you really want a deep cut, go get Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. It's really good. I can feel your enthusiasm for my pick, guys. It's just, it's pouring <laughs> out just, of you. I just haven't actually played this. It's fine. No, I just want to note that when you did the deep cut, Tyler was like, oh, man, that's a great deep cut. Then I do a deep cut and sounds. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll be honest with you, Todd. I got a message from an angry Sixers fan, and it reacted me. But I did listen. <laughs> I did listen. But I also know that you love the Professor Layton. Did you say Ace Attorney or Professor Layton? I, I, I have, I, hold on, hold on. I have played Professor Layton, and in fact, if you recall, I actually helped yeah. the Professor Layton E3 event. I do remember. Yes, that was that was a lot of fun. But uh, I, I'm a bigger fan of Ace Attorney. And which you can also get a lot of the, those games on the 3DS. So if you if you don't have like the first three games on the Switch, you can get them on the 3DS. And of course, Dual Destinies and Spirit of Justice, highly recommend. But if you want to get like the deep, deep cut, you got to get Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. All right, Will, what's your second pick? 
Oh, uh, my second pick. It's I think it's it's, it's kind of unfair, but I'm just gonna go with the, the, the main series it's, itself. And personally, for me, it, you, I highly recommend getting the Persona Q games. Like if you oh, love it, yes. yes. Like if you love Etrian Odyssey, if you like the dungeon mapping, the creating of the maps, like like the dungeon crawler genre itself, by all means, highly get the Persona Q games, be it one or two, just because. One, it's Persona. Two, it's, it's like has that mix. <laughs> yes, yes, arguably it's of ca- its canon, and just like the, the entire interaction of storylines of like be it Persona three, four, 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 and five in the sec- in the in Persona Q two is just like it, you. Even if you're not a Persona fan, you you're gonna love their interactions. And once you play this game, you obviously want to go play like the main source material of either three, four, or five. Like when, when I, I'm not really a dungeon crawler kind of guy, but like just sprinkle in some Persona into that, and like boom, you got me, you got me as a fan. And like <laughs> Persona Q, the Persona Q games, like it ha- it has that heart, it has that same Persona style and flair that you know and love of the main series is just. You're gonna have a good, very good, fun time. Like the the first game, great English uh, performance from the English voice cast, and the second one, only Japanese voice acting, but still at the same time, it's just has that same spirit. It's like, and also the gameplay, oh, the, what you know of Persona, but also is just a bit more extra to it. So yeah, like it, it's Persona with Dungeon Crawler, you, you can't go wrong with it. So highly recommend getting the Persona Q games if you can. All right. Scott, what's your second pick? So this is also one probably no one here except for Will's probably heard of. Um, but this is one that I think is another overlooked entry into the 3DS library, which is Project Cross Zone 2. Oh, I, I know oh, that one. Shoot. I know Cross Zone. Yeah. Okay. Promise it. Yeah. So it's one of the games that I actually got later on in the 3DS, mainly because I didn't realize this until looking at a review on it like forever ago. But they have dot hat characters that instantly yes. was made yes, yes, into yes, yes. A, I must get this game, and then I did, and I actually really liked it. Uh, it plays like it has a lot of just weird mechanics in it, but I think the way that they blend the mechanics in actually makes it almost better for it mm-hmm. because it's such like a weird mod podge of different like gameplay styles. But they do it actually pretty well with how the game plays out, and the fact that you can see all these characters randomly interact from like Resident Evil, Mega Man dot hack and like the tail series like there's yes, just so yes. many characters in this game <laughs> yeah yeah uh, funny enough i actually played the, the like the first iteration which is uh cap namco versus capcom x capcom back on the it was only japanese Japan, japanese only but mm-hmm. yeah like that was pretty much the same concept and yeah just all these slices including yeah um including a fire uh xenobic chronicles of uh yeah fiora and uh even oh. for Fire Emblem characters as well, they, they it just back uh, crosses up as well. So, it, so it, many things. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, but it's really fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Tyler, finish this off. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the JRPG thing. Go with Shin Megami Tensei Four. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yes. So I got this game only because there was like I think it was GameStop, an awesome cross promotion. Or no, maybe it was a My Nintendo Rewards. I think it was My Nintendo. I think it was the reward time period. Why I did they not that. do this that. for? Anyway, this is what it was. I let me finish the thought first. The uh, they they offered a massive discount if you bought uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and SMT4 together, or if you had one and you bought the other, you got a big discount on the other. And I think I got SMT4 for like 
20 bucks or something like really really cheap and i would have paid full price easily it's like an 80 hour game i liked it a whole lot more than i liked five it really sucked me in the story was great the samurai aesthetic was awesome um the actually i felt like the graphics were really cool the way the the, the ui was great it implemented the 3ds very well (laughs) yeah it did oh it was a perfect 3ds game i do think it's weird because the switch is also obviously uh portable i feel like smt4 felt more at home on the 3ds than smt5 does yes on the switch 100 percent yeah and uh, so, yeah, Foot 4 is, it's a, if you don't like JRPGs, you won't like this game. This is a hard game. It is a, uh, a game you're going to have to put a lot of thought into, and it definitely has an aesthetic to it. It's all about, you know, demons and angels and these mythical creatures. It's really cool, though. Uh, I highly recommend it, and its story is extremely satisfying, no matter which ending you choose. And, and I would also recommend, if you do play this game, don't look up a guide for how to get any ending make the choices that you would make because it's a really rewarding experience to kind of i don't know it actually it was a game that made me think more about philosophy after i was mm-hmm, done mm-hmm, <laughs> and also like would you also recommend the companion game of apocalypse oh i absolutely would yes, yes. That apocalypse was great, was great. <laughs> great too. which one did you guys like more uh, uh, personally for me, I kind of liked the uh, apocalypse a bit more. Like, granted, the story of the main Shin Megami Tensei Four definitely better, but I also like the, the extra nuance of apocalypse. Yeah, so if I'm on the same side as well in that. I really loved the apocalypse side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked but... apocalypse a lot too. It, it was very good. I think I preferred the original, but only slightly. If you get one, get the other, because it's like... They're, Apocalypse they're both fantastic games. <laughs> yes. The Apocalypse takes place during the, like, the neutral ending of the first game. It's like an alternate kind of thing. So, very good. But if you play Apocalypse, I think you might want to play 4 first, because I got more out of it having played it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yep, That's yep, yep. true. <laughs> I have not played Gami, and I'm okay with that. Moving on! <laughs> All right, not but, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, not for, it, yeah. Well, a lot of games aren't for everyone, honestly. Um, but to t- to just wrap up with this, there are just some uh, shout-outs to other ones that we've missed. There was Mario Kart 7. There's the original Bravely Default. Uh, a little game called Kid Icarus Uprising that Tyler might know about. Uh, <laughs> we got Fire Emblem Fates. You got Kirby Planet Robobot. That was actually really good. You got multiple Pokemon games, including X and Y and Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, because they did that for some reason. Uh, let's see. You got uh, Ever Oasis. That was one that was actually kind of a sleeper hit. Uh, Steam yeah, World, yeah, yeah. Steamworld Dig. That was a good one. Uh, trust me. There, and there was a whole bunch of ports. But like seriously, look, just look at the great library. Even if it's just the best sellers, look and see what's there. There's a ton of games. Remember, the 3DS did not bomb. It just didn't do as well as the DS. There's a huge difference. Okay? Yeah, 100%. Huge difference. All right. It, it sold... Gosh, I can't remember, but I'll, I'll look it up. But it it sold like many tens of millions. So that that there's and they had like didn't they just stop it? Like yeah, they're okay. As of March thirty first, twenty twenty one, it sold almost seventy six million units. Like that's very impressive. Okay, so and they they were they didn't stop making the gate uh, the systems until twenty twenty. Very appropriate. <laughs> just say so there's a lot to enjoy on the 3ds so go check out the library and see what works for you and now we go to see what works for wii u get it 
anyway, uh, I will start once again, and I'm going for one that is relevant to us because of recent announcements, and that is Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was. I, I, agree, I agree. There I you agree, go. I agree. <laughs> See, so this one is relevant because let's be honest here, we're probably not going to get that Switch port. They had their chance. They blew it. They could have easily released it last year before. Uh, you know, everything came out with that. It was the other Chronicles 3 this year. They didn't do that. So if you have not played X, you absolutely need to. It's a really fun game. Um, I would probably, if I was to rank the games right now, I'd probably put X2, then X, and then the original uh, Definitive Edition. I know Tyler's basically the opposite, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Actually, they have not gotten to play X. Though. Oh, there you go. So you can't judge. At least you can't I judge can't X. Judge. You can't yes, judge I X. do have X, though. I just have played it. Shocking. Yeah, I, I think X is actually the one that utilizes the Wii U as one of like the best. Oh yeah. It utilizes mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, gamepad mm-hmm, extremely mm-hmm. well. It, it utilizes great. the graphics, like the system's limitations yeah. very well. Yeah. Like it was just a really well optimized game. It so was. And just just the experience of it, the the idea that you could have and it's honestly played into several games that we have on Switch and even on other systems of, you know, you you, you could choose you're part of a group of people who have left earth after its destruction because of course it got destroyed you end up on a new planet and you're trying to colonize it and of course nothing can go right so you actually pick (laughs) you are part of a uh, core and you pick your class there's like there's explorers there's fighters there's protectors there's uh like uh foragers and everything you pick your class and then you advance the game based on that and it's really, really fun. Now, yes, there's a couple classes that are heads above the others, but still. And that's before you even get the bloody mechs, all right? Once you get the mechs, like, woo, it's so good. <laughs> there's, like, this over... There's, like, this god blast mechanic in it, with one of the mechs. It just, like, wipes out a whole bunch of people. It's so satisfying. <laughs> all right? It, it pretty much is the same feeling of getting your first car, yes. Yeah, yes. pretty much. <laughs> Having a car with a cannon. Anyway, but you could, you could upgrade it. You get to customize your mech. You get to put a jetpack on that thing. And the combat system, I really liked it. The story was incredibly deep. My only beef is that ending. Oh, my God, the ending. I will never stop ranting about that i'm like tyler with the sixers on this thing (laughs) 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 but like seriously the ending was a super cliffhanger and not in the way that it would tie into the other games because to my knowledge it actually doesn't so (laughs) it doesn't like like as tyler has wisely noted you can see the threads between one and two and now two and three you don't have that in x which means that they were supposed to be a sequel and we never got it and that really disappoints me. I guess we could still get it, but like they left it on a diehard cliffhanger, and I'm just like, I need to know. I have a mighty need. So yeah, I got to know. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But from like there, right up until the ending, when they you know they kind of truncate some things, it's a really fun game. There's so much you could touch so much of the overworld without even touching the main story. There's only like ten story missions. Half the fun is doing all the side quests and. <laughs> learning more about your characters and there's some huge twists that even i didn't see coming so it's really really fun so if you ha- if you are a new or old xenoblade fan and you have and you never got the chance to play x get it on the eShop before it goes away will yeah I- i'm looking at the games right now via nintendo life and yeah this like uh, look into the Wii U library. It is pretty small, in my opinion. It, it is really small. Well, <laughs> in comparison, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and the only thing, like, I mean, if I had to pick one game right now, is like, if you haven't got this game already, what's wrong with you? 
and <laughs> I, I was gonna say this Nintendo Land. I know, I know, you're probably saying, why you go for the, for this simple one? Like a, more or less a tech demo for the Wii U. Granted, yes, that is pretty much the case. But why not? Just why not? If you don't have Nintendo Land for the Wii U yet, like, what is wrong of you? Because, like, I think that the, aside from, like, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Nintendo Land actually utilized the Wii U game very greatly. Like, from its, like, myriad of, like, mini-games, like that whole um, F-Zero, the, the tilting of the, um, of the of the of that platformer, to, like, the whole uh, Luigi's Mansion mini-game and all that. It just, it was, it was definitely a very fun party game. I remember playing with my family, like, just having a whole lot of fun. Probably have, like, enough Wiimotes, but Oh, like if you don't have Nintendo Land, then yeah, just get it. Just get it. I'm pretty sure it's like cheap now, but again, it's the, it's the perfect tech demo for the Wii U. And once it's gone, it's gone. So yeah, Nintendo Land. I argue. I got that for free because I got the. If you remember when Wii U launched, they had the base version and the deluxe version. So I just got the deluxe version. I got extra memory and I got Nintendo Land for free. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! I forgot about that. Yeah, I completely forgot about okay. that. Yeah, like un- if, unless you got like the basic that or the thirty-two model gig, which yeah, that was a very interesting time period. Yeah. But yeah, they like, did a lot. They yeah, did a lot of things wrong with the Wii U, and one of them was that. Like, hey, we're gonna have the basic version and the deluxe version. Then they discontinued the basic version. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, that was a time. That was a time. Yeah. I, yeah, it was. It was a dark time. It was a very dark time. All right, Scott, how about you? What's your first Wii U title? So, this is one that I think is essential just for anyone who's a Wii U owner for obvious reasons, but I'm going to go with Smash Brothers Wii U. I agree. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it showed a lot of, like, the, the pacing and kind of the more tight controls that built up to getting Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it also gave us Cloud. Yeah. Among other things. But yeah, we got Cloud. Also got Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's so, that's so non-known character in Nintendo history. <laughs> yeah, even though Smash 4 didn't have like the subspace emissary, I think Brawl's content might have been a little bit better. I loved the fighting in Smash 4 so yeah. much more. It was That was my favorite yes. Smash game until <laughs> Ultimate combat-wise. And then I think Ultimate just kind of took it up another level. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, no collection is complete without without smash 4 yeah and they and they and they definitely did things like remember this is the one that we also could have mentioned smash brothers for 3ds like that was their big thing for this one was hey we're gonna have a dual release of this so you can play it on the go or play it on your console which was a bold idea that actually worked in many ways so but yeah this one was that next step like brawl was a big step then alt or then 3ds and wii u was a big step and then ultimate was well the ultimate step <laughs> the culmination the, the, exactly the, the culmination this was our end game or was it our infinity war we'll find out soon <laughs> should have gone for the head sakurai <laughs> oh no <laughs> no don't kill sakurai please um but yeah that was, that's that's a good choice um and, and if you really think about it it was with the wii u version that we started getting the epic trailers yeah, we, it is. Yeah. It is 100. percent Yeah, we we had Snake and Sonic before, but those were like very special ones. Where this one was, yeah, every every new character gets the trailer, every mm-hmm. single one, and it was awesome. From Mega Man to Bayonetta, it was awesome. Little Max is still my favorite <laughs> all time, like top tier. So, like, oh, so good. So, see, every Smash Brothers game honestly did something important. 
Big like, I, I don't think there's a Smash game I didn't like, to be honest. No. <laughs> yeah. no. The concept is too good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's not hard to say, like, keep keep what worked, add more characters, improve a little bit. That's simple. See, see, Throw something at the wall, see what sticks. So. That is, oh, oh my gosh. That's how we got Minecraft Steve. <laughs> throw it at the wall, see what's stuck. Oh, I guess Minecraft. Fine. <laughs> There's so many other characters we should have gotten instead of Minecraft, Steve. I, that's a hill I will die on. <laughs> All right. Or, uh, crash. T- or cra- <laughs> crash. There you go. Crash Bandicoot. Could have had him. All right. Uh, Tyler, what's your first Wii U game? So it is insane how few games the Wii U had. That was bad English. But the. Uh, uh, so I think, like. I, I want to go with a deep cut, and I, there's really not a great deep cut that jumps to to my mind. So I will say Yoshi's Woolly World. Okay, wow. okay, okay, okay. Didn't That's you hate one, that actually. game, though? <laughs> I, no, I didn't like Crafted World. Crafted oh, Crafted World, World. I thought it was a big step back. But Crafted. Woolly World, I actually really enjoyed. I thought that the aesthetic was great. The worlds were a little bit more creative. It was a really fun co-op game. Um, and I think if you're a fan of traditional Nintendo platformers, this is one of the better Yoshi games. I mean, Yoshi back in the day was like the best and has really fallen off since. But Woolly World was a bit of a renaissance for Yoshi. So I highly recommend that one. Interesting choice. Interesting. And that was actually another one that was on both the, the Wii U and the 3DS. So if yes. you'd rather play it handheld, you can do that too. So, but yeah, Woolly World, Woolly Woolly World. That one Yoshi game. Yeah, that, it's that... also hard because so many Wii U games got ported to Switch, right? So yeah. like, I want to say Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That's one of the best 2D platformers of oh. all time. But you can just get that on Switch, so just get that well, on Switch. To, to which I say, just say Donkey Kong Country Returns. That was on the Wii, not the Wii U. It was? Yeah, it was only the Wii. I don't, I, ah. I, I'm sure that they didn't port it to Wii U. Yeah, yeah. That Are was you sure about that? I'm 100 percent sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- I want to know because I, mm, I could have sworn. I am 100 percent sure. Okay, Constant Country Returns. Because on the, th- that's not right. Oh, okay, here you go. It was on the 3DS and the Wii. There you go. Okay, what? I could have sworn because I remember. Maybe you were thinking about the 3DS. Maybe. Version. Maybe, because I remember when Reggie made the announcement, and I could have sworn, because it was actually the one where they announced Nintendo Land and the Wii U or whatever, and they did the Donkey Kong announcement last, and or something like that, and I was like, that's good, but we could have done more, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, Tropical Freeze, yeah, that's it was a very good one on the, the Wii U, but they definitely poured that to the Switch, where it sold over a million units, so there you go. All right, my turn again, and I'm going to go one that not only I feel was one of the best games on Switch, not only was it my favorite games on the whole system, it was my game of the year on this podcast for 2016. Dante, Half-Genie Hero. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, this, and I, I, I don't want to insult the Wii U, but I will. Think of how bad that year must have been. If yeah, Shantae right. was my game of the year, all right. And don't get me wrong, this was a really fun game. I prefer this one over over uh, the Seven Sirens that we got a few years back. But like, that's how low it was the Wii U at that point. That they did not have enough games to, to dethrone Shantae. I'm I'm just saying. All right, but this this game has a beautiful story in terms of like its development. It was a Kickstarter title. They were trying to continue the franchise. They got well over what they wanted 
and they were able to expand it in terms of levels, in terms of characters. They got to do the song Dance Through the Danger, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, Christina V, right, Will? Is what yep, yep, yep. Yeah, she's yep, yep. great. Um, the gameplay, fantastic. The transformations, a lot of fun. A little bit of Metroidvania, a little bit of Mario, and of course her hair whips and her magic. Um, it was just a totally complete game with an original story, a lot of fun. They totally put so much care into this, and this is what led to the ability to do Shantae 5, aka Shantae and the Seven Sirens. So if you have not played this one, you absolutely have to. It is is so much fun it was met it was built for the wii u first and then expanded to other systems after it did well so go go and enjoy that i highly recommend it so and now i have dance with the danger stuck in my head dang it <laughs> <laughs> and we will dance through the danger no. such a good song <laughs> it is uh all right will what's your second pick yeah like, I'm just basically looking through the very small list of Wii U games right know, now. Right? And, like, if there's one game, I mean, sure, that we now have the remastered version on the Switch and other systems right now, but I feel this one, I think it's also very good to experience it on the original, um, uh, on the Wii, original Wii U. And I argue. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE. Oh, no. Honestly. I actually was going to do that next. I was, so. I was going to do that as a joke. <laughs> no, it's actually, I think, better on the Wii U. That, right. That's the Switch. funny thing. Yeah, that is the funny thing. Yeah, I, I argued. Because one, as you said, like you, uh, Todd, the Tokyo Mirage Sessions was made for the Wii U. And, like, the, the whole gamepad, which your gamepad was basically is a phone, and you can see the message, perfect for it. It was absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, like the only thing I just didn't ha- didn't didn't like about the game is like the whole there was a whole trouble with localization, especially changing a context of an entire dungeon, which I'm still missed about. But I digress. It, it's just, but aside from that, like how Tokyo Rush Sessions more or less is that anime of Shimigami and Far Element, but totally anime as heck, and just it, it was it was a unique experience, like. I ha- I had my gripes, but overall, I did. I finished the playthrough, and it was just it was just a very fun time. It was bright, it was colorful. It, ha- it definitely had that spirit of Fire Emblem with a little bit of Shimagami with with Jack Frost and all that. It, it was it was a unique title, and I argue that was probably was if not the purest way to experience the game aside from the Switch uh, version. So yeah, talking about Rod's questions, FE, I-, I argue is the best one. All right, got. Alrighty, so I guess I have two more, but I only want to do one of them because one of them is more popular than this one. But I think this one gets overlooked a lot, and that's the NES remixes. The oh one yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah. They yeah, have yeah, on yeah. the Wii U. So they don't give you like the full games, but they give you like sections and kind of like different designs of a lot of different NES games on them, and it's really actually kind of cool. I remember those. Yeah, they have they have like an, an ultimate like remix on the 3DS too, but I think I like the Wii U ones a little better. I was actually going to say that. Uh, I was going to use the <laughs> NES remix as, as one of my choices, because that was cool. It was like a little like, mini-game thing. And that, that, is a, that is a deep cut that I think a lot of people would actually really enjoy, especially if you're a fan of retro games. Because mm-hmm. it's like they changed it enough so that it's different, but it still has like the same like similar controls and like a design that makes it look like the old retro games. Yeah. All right. And Tyler, take us home. 
Uh, I think that Paper Mario Color Splash. Oh no! Gotta be no. I'm kidding. <laughs> I just said that to irritate Todd. Uh, Thank I'm you. going to go with one that is in my heart. Uh, I'm going to say Sonic Lost World. Oh. Sonic Lost mm. World. It's a weird game. It's a. It's a. It, so Sonic. Those who are not in the Sonic lingo, the current games are what we call boost formula games that started with sonic unleashed where you just hold boost button and sonic runs really fast and just blows through everything in his path those games some there's some benefit to them sonic generations is one of them and it's an incredible title but the boost to win formula is a little simplistic and in the mid 2010s sega decided they were going to change directions back to a more adventure-style movement system. So in Sonic Lost World, your uh, Sonic is much slower than he is in those Boost Formula games, but it focuses a lot more on platforming. It's not a perfect game, but it is a game that has some really good ideas in it. It follows Mario Galaxy in a lot of ways. So the island, like, and, and what I mean by that is that the islands that you run on are like mini planets a lot of the time. Like you can, you're running on cylinders and you can go to the other side, like you can run under them and run all around them. And there's different paths, different enemies, different stuff to find. Um, it, it, the level designs were pretty solid where the game tripped up is the controls are a little wonky. Like Sonic running feels fine, but there's a like parkour system where you run on walls and it's a little janky and his jump is a little janky. Sonic's jump is always been janky since honestly sonic heroes so sonic Sonic adventure 2 the jump was a bit janky yeah yeah in adventure 2 it was somehow like it was better than this and maybe that's just because i grew up with adventure 2 that i'm used to it um but you're right like especially the homing attack in adventure 2 like would randomly not lock on to things sometimes but lost world has that same sort of there's some sonic team jank in there however i actually think that Lost World took the series in the right direction and that they made a big mistake by going back to the boost formula with Sonic Forces. So give that one a try. It's not a great game, but I do think it gets a bad rap. Yeah, I actually really do like Lost World. It's one of my, I guess, more favorite niche ones. Yeah. Because a lot of people kind of just overshadow it because colors happened. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alright, and some other uh, Wii U games for you to possibly go and get before it uh, gets difficult to get them. Uh, the original Super Mario Maker. Uh, I guess you can Bayonetta 2 on the Switch, so don't bother with that. Uh, Super Mario 3D World. New Super Mario Brothers U. Um, Captain Toad, I suppose. Uh, it's really hard looking at these and not seeing one that's been ported. <laughs> right, uh, right. Because, like, I was, because I was about to say DuckTales Remastered, but then again, you guys yeah. get on PC you as well. So. Like, like, <laughs> Pokemon Tournament, Hyrule Warriors, Captain Toad, you know, all of them. Oh, there's one Star Fox Zero. <laughs> uh, don't get that. Uh, don't get that. <laughs> don't get that. I mean, I have physical, so I don't have to worry about it. Don't I got a physical. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. That was actually deceptively good. Definitely, definitely go and get that. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I guess you can get the original Splatoon if you're feeling nostalgic. So try looking at the original Mario Kart 8 if you really want, but oh, I feel like go. the one we got on Switch is much, much better. Yeah. So again, the Wii U had some mis- missteps, a lot of missteps, but the game, a lot of the games they did have that did perform well were great. It's just, you know, they all got ported to Switch because they wanted to, you know, actually <laughs> make a profit off great. of them. <laughs> yeah. They were great, but they didn't sell that great. So yeah, they're, you know, they're, there's a problem. So, 
there you go. A nice little lineup. And of course, if you think we've missed a game, either tell us or look them up yourselves and make sure you get everything so that you don't miss out on these great games because who knows when you'll have access to them again. We still don't have Mother 3. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, Tyler, you missed that story last week where we talked about Reggie and what happened with Mother 3. No, I was here last week. I missed two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago. Sorry. It's, it's time. Just time is confusing. Blurs together. So, but yeah, uh, don't miss out. There really are a lot of great games on the 3DS and the Wii U that you should play if you are able to. So definitely go get them before it gets difficult. All right. Yes, the Wii U's first party lineup is tremendous. There's yeah. just not a lot of deep third party cuts. That's yeah. that's the problem. And, and a lot of their first party was ported to the Switch. So if you have right, a Switch, just yeah. get the better get the better versions. <laughs> yeah. So if you ever get a Wii U, just get Xenoblade Chronicles X in your set. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Alright, and with that, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Ah! Yes, last week we asked you which Nintendo controller was your least favorite. Oh, yeah. 40% of you said the Virtual Boy. Yes! 10% of you said the N64. 10% said the Wii Remote. And 40% said the GamePad. And I will say, uh, because I know Todd takes a lot of pride in the fact that we tied, quote-unquote, on this poll at 40% to 40%. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to note that there is no way that four of you played the Virtual Boy. There's no way that you ever, ever use that <laughs> no controller. No way anybody played the Virtual Boy. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> did. In fact, Todd, I... did you ever own a Virtual Boy? <laughs> no, I did not own a Virtual Boy. But I did. Hold on. But that's yes. not what you said. No, no, you I, said, know. I know. I know. You said you're no right, one played right. it. I played it at the Toys R Us, and I told yeah, you the yeah, story yeah. of what happened. No, I know. So. I know, you're right, you're right, but I was just kidding, because it's funny yeah. to me that people who never use that controller voted, but that's, yeah. <laughs> the, the scars remain, Tyler. The reputation the is... Scars I mean, unless you play it at, like, a, at a, a convention or something, where they have... Nobody owns yeah. virtual boys, we yeah. know that. Right. <laughs> you, you, you could say that was a virtual certainty? Ah, ah, yeah. ah. Oh, shut up. All right, um, you know, no poll question this week, I was going to ask about the Wii yeah, yeah, 3DS, yeah. but just, if you do get a game between now and next week uh, on the 3DS or the Wii U. Let us know which one, and we'll t- talk about it here on the show. And of course, let us know what you thought about the new Mario Strikers overview trailer. Are you excited about the uh, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys and the Masterclass reveal? What did you think about all of the sales news of the Nintendo Switch and its software titles? Which ones blew your minds? And what do you? what would you personally want from a new Sonic 2D game from Sonic Team or another team? Just saying. Let us know in the comments below. So, for Tellius Tyler, Skull Kit Scott, Wario Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.